does people plus food service plus conversation equal? The Food Service for Thought podcast. Produced by Forbes Heaver and Wallace and hosted by Carrie Clements and Justin Oliveras, the bi-monthly podcast connects the food service industry through in-depth conversations with chefs, restaurant equipment suppliers, food service establishment owners, and so many others that make up our wonderful industry. If you like food, people, and great conversation, we think you will enjoy the Food Service for Thought podcast. everyone, welcome to another episode of the Food Service for Thought podcast. Today we are on location at Untamed Wine Estates. This is the coolest winery I have ever been to in my entire life. Carrie, what are your thoughts? I'm just uh, taking it all in. I love the design. I love the white space. It's so comforting and warm in here. I love it. Yes, it is great. And we have two very special guests, the movers and shakers of this winery. So Carrie, you get to do the introduction. Okay. Well, welcome, Mackenzie. And Dane, thank you for being here. Oh, it's we, a pleasure. We, thank uh, you for inviting us. Yeah. Oh. We're so excited to be here and have a few questions, but before we do, we want to break the ice with our moose-bouche questions. Yes, so if I'm sure you're familiar with what a moose-bouche is in culinary. For those of you who are not, it's uh, a little wet the palate, a small little one-biter to kind of wake the senses up. So in, the, in that spirit, we are going to ask you a couple of hard-hitting questions. Um, and, and get right at it. So the first one we'll go with Mackenzie. If you were a food, what food would you be? Oh goodness, I'd have to say pizza because I make it all the time. <laughs> it's the best answer anybody can have. What about for you, Dane? Uh, probably a ribeye. A ribeye, okay. Cooked how? Blue. Blue, that's right. Just walking yeah. through a warm room. Oh yeah, so okay. to be moving. That's great. <laughs> so has she ever put ribeye on a pizza for you yet? I've been... I've been trying to tempt her. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. I did yeah. get her to get to put banana on a pizza, though. Banana. Bananas. <laughs> okay. Okay, is that ever on the menu? It is. It it's is? on the menu oh, all is. the time. I, yeah. I, it's yeah. on your website. Yeah. It's on South African yeah. summer. Yeah. Bacon and banana. Bacon. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, somebody might need to take a break from the podcast. We'll put an order in and see what happens. Uh, okay, next question. What is your go-to food that you cook most often for the people that you love so if your husband family in town friends if you're in the kitchen what are you cooking well i can't say pizza because i cook that all the time <laughs> but for my husband it'd have to be beef because he loves beef um that or seafood because that's my love of food uh so a combination of the both that's great what about for you for me anything that i can put on a smoker okay uh, as easy as that. That's great. Because it's about the only thing I can do. Well, you're in the right state for that, huh? Exactly. All right. So if you're having a bad day or even a great day, what is your go-to food, Mackenzie? Um, mine are probably potato chips. It's yeah. my guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Pairs well with wine. What can I say? <laughs> what about you, Dane? Oh, it's more of a drink, but it's a malt chocolate milkshake. It's sort of my go-to. Oh, yeah. 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 Milkshake. Well, malt. I have to... Malt. Key. Malt, yes. Oh, Keyword. Big okay. <laughs> it is, isn't it? All right. Well, I think we're, it's ironic that they're not answering with alcohol drinks because a lot of times we ask people, what's your go-to food? And they say vodka yeah. or wine <laughs> or something like that. Well, it's probably kind of one of those things where you're around it all the yeah. time, so you don't end up <laughs> drinking or eating or doing it. 
That's great. All right, those are great answers. I like that. I like the potato chips. That's good. You wouldn't think of it pairing well with wine, but why not, right? That's Chardonnay, white wines. Yeah, potato chips. Okay, that that's gonna be my summer right now. Sitting on the couch with a bottle of Chardonnay and a bag of potato chips. We, we, we doing ridges, ruffles, or just straight oh, lays? Oh, just or everything. I'm anything not fussy. And everything? Okay. Yeah. All right. Sour cream and onion. Yep. Okay. Barbecue. <laughs> Carrie, why don't you ask the first question? Okay, great. So I, I love your name, the name Untamed. It, to, to me, I said us, but to me, it makes me think of like freedom and adventure and just, I think it's bold. So um, what were you trying to communicate to customers when y'all came up with the name? Well, do you want to tell your story or should I tell mine? You can go for it. Well, my side of the story is we worked with corporate wineries for a long time. So trying to climb the corporate ladder and got really tired of doing it. Um, so we decided to break free and try to embody that in a word, and we came up with Untamed. Yeah, like we, we were looking for a word that represented breaking free. Uh, we were very restricted in what we could do. Uh, we were very regulated. You know, we're doing a lot of uh, large volumes of wine, millions and millions of cases. And so we, there was not much room for expressing yourself, if you will. And uh, so... After time and travel and, you know, because I would be traveling quite a bit, uh, we wanted to break free from that, become a little bit more stable ourselves. Um, and Mackenzie came up with the name. Uh, but yeah, we we're just looking for something that was easy to remember. Uh, one word, but representing breaking free and being able to do things our way. I like that. And you mentioned about um, not being able to express yourself. When you say that in previous life, uh, previous jobs, were you thinking, or you, were you saying more like with um, the, the actual um, flavor profile of the wines or just in how well, you approach everything, the, the industry? Exactly. Or? How we would pick, how we would actually make the wine, the styles, um, how we would age the wine. A lot of the time, we already had bottling dates for grapes that hadn't even been picked yet. <laughs> and so... Now where time is not a factor, now we work on the wine's timeline, and so we'll taste the wine regularly, and the wine will tell us when it's ready to go into bottle. That's pretty cool to hear. I imagine you don't necessarily think about that if you're not in the industry, right? But if you're that large of a producer, it's, it's, it, it can't be as artisanal, right? Because you, have to, you have to Well, meet. the difference is with a boutique winery like this, we get to make the best wine possible every year and what that means is that every year it w could be different because the climate is different every year it could be a rainy year a very dry year uh, which all uh, has an impact on what the fruit profile is like whereas in a more corporate environment you know when you go to a store to buy a grocery store wine you buying that wine because you know what it tastes like and so the goal there is to make that wine taste the same every single year and so there's a fairly big difference between the two and even look the same too. I was in the lab and every year we go through and try to make the color of the wine match from the previous year. <laughs> wow. As opposed to letting just the natural color take shape. Exactly. Right. So you're the second people today that said the very same thing about the, the flavors being different and the climate or the crop or just mm -hmm. the many different things that can affect flavor and how you know it it's it's kind of hard to express that to customers they really need to appreciate 
appreciate that, you know, or, or they don't, but, but you can do both. You can exactly. want the wine at the grocery store, but then you can want a new experience. Exactly. And so that was one of the reasons for building this place is to be able to convey that information and that story and uh, get people excited about each specific vintage. Well, your name is perfect then. I didn't know that that story, really. Um, I mean, I looked on your website a little bit, but it certainly, it, it, it can express a little bit, but untamed to me, I just, you know, I think I have a rock video in my head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this person going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, like, like this is, this is, yeah, no rules. Do it. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna do it our way. Um, you know, Mackenzie and I both have had the opportunity to travel quite a bit, work in different environments where we've got to uh, establish uh, some experience, and uh, you know, pick the pros and cons out of every scenario and put together your own story. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of the things that I think is very valuable for us here. Um, but also just being a difference. So that's why even our food menu is somewhat different. You know, we have banana on a pizza. We have apple on a pizza. We have pomegranate even on a pizza. Lemon. You know, um, so, you know, but just playing with different healthier options, but still expressing ourselves uh, through that. And so allowing people to come here and dare to be untamed. I like that. That's great. Woo. Gave me goosebumps. Let's do it. All right. Next question. Uh, Pizza oven, brick oven, it's a big move, big deal, that's a big commitment. Uh, we were fortunate enough to help you guys with that a little bit and it looks great. It looks like it's become a, a, a good chunk of, of what you do here. So how'd you guys come to that decision? Uh, what was that process like for you just thinking on a more macro level about incorporating food in here and having it uh, uplift the wine as opposed to you know take away from it or, or overpower it or whatever? I love what you just said, it just uplift the wine. I think wine and food always go together. If you drink wine, you need to eat food. Um, so I think it really helps to complement each other as well. So when we had this building in mind, we immediately thought to do food. And we thought, what kind of food pairs well with wine? And the immediate answer was pizza. <laughs> with cheese and sauce and bread. I mean, you can't go wrong. So part of that, um, when we started visiting out here and looking, you know, we would get very hungry. and so. Uh, and we are big food people ourselves, and it was a big problem for us. And so, so we looked at it as an opportunity. And it's like, well, if it might be a problem for everybody else, so let's let's solve that for us. And so it's been a huge attraction for us. It's brought more people than we ever thought through the door. Uh, so it's it's been pretty great, uh, actually. Something else I think is really cool with you said the design aesthetic in the building. I love the the vibe in here. It's it seems very modern, very laid back, very casual. Not necessarily what I and I'm not from Texas, but what I would not think of first when I am into the hill country. So how did you guys choose this whole setup and the layout and the format and everything? I think it totally works. Like as soon as we walked in here, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever been <laughs> in my life. I love it. So well, two things. You know, we we started with a a, a slogan and we wanted to. Um, Try and stay true to that so with regard to the wine with regard to the building with regard to the food is we wanted to do simple but do it well instead of being too sophisticated and not uh, being able to pull it off correctly so in terms of the building you know we wanted to have clean lines we wanted to use construction materials as finishing materials we didn't want it to be too cold uh, and sterile so that's the reason for all the wood uh, but using you know natural products using you know 
keeping everything true and honest. Uh, same with the wine, we're very minimalistic in terms of the wine making. Uh, we want the grape to be the dominant factor and to basically to enjoy the expression of that specific grape. And then the same for Mackenzie's food. You know, it's very minimal, but the way she puts it together comes across very uh, sophisticated. So doing simple but doing it well is, is the goal. And also being transparent about it. Uh, you can see into our winery through the windows and also through the kitchen as well. And since you, Mackenzie, sounds like handled more of the food aspect of it, I know you said earlier that what pairs best with wine food, or um, a pizza, but where, where else have you drawn some of your inspiration from as far as when you plan your menu or want to get creative and, and untamed with the, the type of food that you do? Where do you look for, for inspiration for that? Right now it's more locally sourced. Um, so we have some great neighbors and a lot of our food items come from them. Um, so whatever they have in season or what other, other people have in season around us uh, really inspires our menu here as well. Uh, so we had a seasonal pizza for Christmas time, for an example, that had pomegranates on it because they were in season. Uh, we still have it on the menu because it's been such a hit, but <laughs> it kind of changes seasonally. So the uh, so we bought our, our property many, many years ago, and there were like maybe 14 or 15 wineries here, and maybe a little bit more but not many, and I don't know how many are here now. And then there's breweries popping up everywhere and distilleries popping up everywhere. And um, it, it's not showing any signs of slowing down at all. Oh, absolutely it's not. not yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, it's already a destination from, from all over the country, but it's just growing and changing. Uh, is it sustainable, do you think, or what, and what role do you think food will play with newer businesses, or even, y'all might be setting a trend here, you know, um, do you think that's going to keep growing with other businesses? I think it's always important to be on top of the curb, um, so for us, we have wine, we have food, and then we'll offer some other things in the future here. Uh, we have about 30 acres here on site, so we have plenty of room to expand and explore new opportunities. So it sounds like some plans are, or at least dreams are becoming plans, or are they already plans? They're plans. They're plans. <laughs> They're very broad plans, so yes. Because you don't have enough going on already. Correct. So <laughs> right now we want to focus on things that we are doing well and really hone in on that before we diversify uh, too much. Uh, but my wife's the dreamy one, and uh, for the most part. But uh, uh, I think it's a happy balance. So she's a dreamy one, and uh, so you're the gas and you're the brakes, and y'all kind of do it like this a little bit? Depends on the scenario, yeah. <laughs> She'll normally, yes. I think we make a pretty good team. Yeah. We balance oh, each I, other out. That's <laughs> awesome, that's awesome. That's great. Well, so two things I wanted to, to accomplish. One, I wanted to find out, hey, I'm, I'm coming here for the first time, bringing friends, bringing my spouse, uh, family. What do I need to try? If I can only try one white, one red, what do I got to try? What's the food menu item I've got to try on the food menu? Walk me through like I can't miss this before I leave. Well, I can speak about the wine. So in terms of the wine, our go-to would be or mine and Mackenzie's right now would be our sparkling wine. It's 100% Chardonnay. 
It's aged for 18 months, uh, surly, so on its yeast in the bottle before it was disgorged. Typically a sparkling wine is aged for about 12 months, so we had it for the extra six months, which I just think added a lot more creaminess to it uh, and texture, and so it's definitely a hit for us. Uh, in terms of a ro rosé, uh, we have a few to choose from, but I think our Cap Franc Rosé or our Sangiovese Rosé is definitely a must. And as you experience yourself, uh, our Pinot is definitely a go-to in terms of the rag. Yes. Take a bath in that stuff. I'm not even kidding. You were just doing it for research, though. Yes, research purposes only. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's great. On the food side, if there's one or two things i got to hit on the food menu, what am I looking at? Uh, well, definitely our pizzas. That's what we're known for. Our Meyer lemon is our best seller. Uh, so it's Meyer lemon, arugula, balsamic glaze, and some prosciutto. That's awesome. Uh, and then our second best sellers are South African summer it's that we mentioned up. before. <laughs> our banana, uh, prosciutto, bacon, uh, pepadus, which we import from South Africa, and then some chives over the top. That also sounds awesome. That's great. I saw that on the website. It I sure is. That's like a sweet hot pepper. Okay. Uh, we have them on our charcuterie as well, just something different. Yeah, they're different. really good. And it's That's one great. of those things that I grew up with, you know, so uh, it was new for Mackenzie, but it was a pretty staple for me. We really messed up by timing so many things in one day. Yes, we needed to come here yeah. and bring our elastic waist pants <laughs> and get an Uber and spend the day. Well, I mean, and I think there's other people we were hoping to talk to that couldn't today. So we'll just have to do like two or three full days. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, he's come back. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, I can easy. Right. Uh, so one thing I wanted to ask you about is if you could if someone's uh maybe unfamiliar with wine or they don't they don't haven't really spent a lot of time drinking wine or they're unsure maybe they're a little self-conscious about it what would be a good uh entry point for them for a white wine for a red wine or how can you maybe help coach them through of like hey if you're not a big wine person why don't you try this first this would be a good training wheels one to kind of get you just used to what what the whole vibe is all about can you talk to that a little bit yeah we can a little bit um so it kind of depends on the person per se uh, but overall you know we have some really nice well-balanced wines and so the perception you know there's a lot of people out here being a younger industry that want sweeter wines and so a well-balanced wine can be dry but still have the perception of sweetness and uh, so we we have very friendly wines and we have very few people that have come here and not been satisfied the biggest compliments we get is like my husband never drinks white wine but he loves yours or my wife doesn't drink red wine but she's drinking yours <laughs> a couple <laughs> things that make our tasting room really stand out too is that we have a couple different flight options so if you're just a white wine drinker we have a flight for you if you're just a red wine drinker we have a flight for you same with rosé and then we have one that features our best-selling wines as well um, and everything's presented all at once, so you can take your time going through the wines instead of rushing through one to get to the next. That's great. And we're coming up on the warmer weather here, so people are going to be spending more time outdoors, more time enjoying your patio, which we're looking at right now, um, and just being enjoying wine all over the country, right? At, at home with friends, picnics, whatever. So. If, if people are unsure of what to what wine to pair with what, and I know a lot of times people say, hey, you like what you like, so if you want to have a Chardonnay with a ribeye, go for it. But if, if someone maybe doesn't know where to start, what are a couple of, of good sort of basic kind of 101 pairings that are always a safe bet for food and wine that you can say, hey, you'll, you can't go wrong if you pair this with this, and if you got to bring it over to someone's barbecue or you know, you're meeting someone out at a patio, it's always a safe bet. Well, for our food menu specifically, I'd say our Chenin Blanc 
um, which we retitled as Dian here, the South African name for it. It goes really well with our Meyer lemon pizza, one of our best-selling pizzas. Uh, Rosé is a safe bet to pair with pretty much anything, though. So if you do want that ribeye with something a little bit cooler, I'd choose a rosé. Okay. What do you think? I think I should get some rosé. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. And next time we come for lunch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, so before we, we before we wrap up, we want to make sure that, uh, is there anything that you want to make sure people know about Untamed and about you and your husband and about everybody that's here and all the work that you guys are doing? So if people are looking to visit wineries in the Hill Country or looking for a long weekend, what do you want to make sure people know about you guys? Uh, one thing that really makes us stand out is that we are a production winery here. Um, so we import our grapes from other areas, uh, always the best quality, but we do the whole production here on site. Uh, we also produce for several other wineries in the area, which makes us a custom crush facility. Um, and we also have a commercial laboratory on site, so we service about 120 wineries throughout Texas. Wow. <laughs> That's what, is it, what is a lab? How, how does that work with... So we're throughout the whole production process of making wine. Uh, we work one-on-one -on -one with the winemaker and their production team, uh, just basically working with them when the grapes are ready to be picked. We're right by their side uh, through fermentation, letting them know when it's done. Uh, if there's anything wrong with their wines or that they're curious about testing for, we can do that here as well. So almost like a wine consultant and a wine mentor. Yeah, so we have all the equipment. Making. We'll run the numbers and send it right back to them. That's fascinating. That is fascinating. That's great. Wow. Okay. And last but not least, uh, where can people find you on social media, physical location here in the Hill Country? People want to come and see you, want to learn more about you. Where can they find that? Yeah. Uh, so our website is untamedwines.com. Our social media handle is the same thing, Untamed Wines. Um, and we're here at 202 Ranch Road, 1320, Johnson City, Texas. That is fantastic. I love it. I'm so excited to be here. I'm just overjoyed. Yeah. I love it. We're going to have to get one more glass to before we leave. Oh, are we? Yes. yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, a, maybe a pizza or yeah, 12. Yeah. yeah. I'll have a rosé. Yes. I will. I'll have a rosé. This is great. We really appreciate it. I know you've been busy. Uh, right before we got here, Mackenzie was hustling her booty back there oh, at the pizza. Oh, yeah. just, well, she's got a couple more food orders waiting for oh, her. There so. we go. It was a perfect time to wrap up. Yeah. So we wanted to thank you. Mackenzie shared with where people can find you online, social media, physical location, um, and, and why you guys, people need to come and visit Untamed here in the Hill Country. So oh, perfect. Thank you both so much for joining us. We're big fans of yours. We're big supporters. And we can't wait to come back and, and have more wine and more food. Absolutely. Yeah, well, thank you. you for thank coming you. over. Thanks, thanks for taking the time for Best of luck. Do you want right. to look at him so he could get your pictures? <laughs>